Shall I pop the kettle on? Oh, yeah, go on. Nice cup of tea. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the very first series of Put the Kettle On with me, Jed Thurkettle. Right, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Put the Kettle On. I've got a very special episode planned. They're all special episodes, um, but this, again, is an old friend of mine. Sat opposite me is Sam Foley-Callow. Hello, Sam. Hello, Jed. How are you doing? I'm good still. You're looking fresh today? Thank you. I like your shoes, actually. Though. Thank you. I noticed the 424. I think I know that brand. Yeah, man. I got them on... They came out, the Adidas 424 collab. Yeah, 424, yeah. I like 424. I was going to get something from there, but then I didn't. I you like your trainers and clothes, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like... Splash out a bit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get into all of that. So, um, Sam, yeah. why... I'll ask this to everyone, why do you think I've brought you on today? I guess I have an interesting story and you want to yeah. find out more about it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently a few people have asked you to bring me on as well, I've heard. Yeah, I've, <laughs> so Sam's one of the people who actually, I've had, he was in the back of my mind and a lot of people kept saying to me, bring him on, bring him on, because he's got, you'll hear about his story and stuff, but he's got such a positive attitude and outlook. We've just had a little chat before all this and he's still so positive and i think it's going to be a nice refreshing change perhaps to to the rest of them especially when we get to the mental health side of things i think yeah we'll be able to to bring a different aspect to it all um so sam would you like to tell people and it's i think if you're okay with me saying um obviously you guys can't see sam's currently in a wheelchair in the process of rehab yeah um tell everyone what happened when it happened uh i was going to school 2009 and then I blacked out, so I don't remember what happened. So I was in a car crash. And then, what's it called? The car, like, hit a pole, so it, like, affected my spine. So, like, I was in Nigeria, but then I flew to, like, to the UK. I feel quite quick because I had to do surgery. But my parents didn't really trust the Nigerian surgeons. So, luckily, my, okay. my dad, my dad's friend had, like, a private jet. So they put me in the jet. So, cause like, so you know people then. <laughs> so like, cause imagine like I have to have the surgery within few days. Yeah. So yeah, luckily, yeah. cause he had the jet, I was able to come to the UK immediately to have the surgery. Okay. So when I had the surgery in Harley Street Clinic, clinic, I was I went stoic mindful for about like I think it was six months, but it might be less than that. And how old were you at the time? I was like I was still nine years old. Okay. And then after that, I just lived in the UK after that. Okay. But then I still go to the hospital like one. Well, I used to go more frequently when I was little, but I go like once, two. I've not been there in a while. It's supposed to be once a year, but I don't go once a year anymore. Yeah. So you just go for a week for like scans and all that stuff. Checkups and everything to see how it's going. Yeah. Um. Okay. So nine years old, you you've got a spinal injury. Yeah. Uh, I guess it sort of flips life on its head at the time, especially yeah. as a, a young boy. Yeah, getting does. sport, everything like that. I assume it's a massive change. Yeah, because I was quite sporty when I was little. Because I used to play football. I was like a midfielder. Then I used to, I was actually playing basketball a bit, but I used to break dance quite a bit as well. Really? But yeah, but I was always into art. So yeah, I guess that was that. And I mean, you guys can't see him, but he's he's a big chap as well. So you, you've been hitting gym and everything as well. The oh past yeah, few years. yeah. But naturally, when I was little, nine, I was. When I was little, I was never skinny. I was, like, yeah. big, but I wasn't, like, muscly. But when I was nine, I, like... Because I was on a wheelchair, I was in exercising as much. I got quite fat, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
to like the age of like 15 i was quite fat but then i lost <laughs> weight during summer before i came to um to school yeah, to yeah, yeah. sixth form i lost bare weight because i was like yo i need to stop being fat because it's not a good thing is it <laughs> he said that oh, he's in very good shape um yeah, so thank you. at the time this this has happened what your, your immediate thoughts when i guess you've realized that for now you can't walk yeah. um and you're wheelchair bound what is going through your mind at that point well basically i, I wasn't supposed to be in a wheelchair at first because okay when i had the car crash uh they were supposed to inject my back but they didn't inject it because i was in night that's what part of the reason my parents wanted to go to the uk yeah so like i was able to move my legs at first i remember and then it stopped so like even the doctors some doctors were like if you're able it's like quite annoying like if you're able to move your legs before like after the car crash you should be able to um walk again so i knew i was gonna walk again so like when i was little i was always like oh, i'm gonna walk again so i don't really eat. so it wasn't although it was i guess a big it was a, a life-changing experience you, it was life still got that thing to look, look forward to look ahead so it was a bit weird because when you're little it's just like oh i'm looking forward to like it's just like i might as well just do me and do the stuff they say i should do do you not understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the doctors were like, oh, all this and stuff. I was like, I'll probably walk again. So I just... And what positive. is the process of rehabilitation over these past, well, what, it's been like 11 years now. Yeah. What, what is the process? What were you doing at the time, say six months after the accident? And now what are you still doing to, to, to get to that point? Well, basically, I don't really know the scientific bits. That's no, the no, it's fine. Go, just take us through what you're doing. Well... Uh, the rehabilitation I did at the hospital was just getting used to the wheelchair and stuff. Okay. Certain things you have to get used to, like pushing, and then they teach you to do stuff like to make sure your posture is good and all that stuff. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Then there's like something called the FES bike, which I use because my legs, like if you look at other people in wheelchair, their legs are get skinny. Yeah, yeah. But like, the muscle just deteriorates. Like, but me, my muscles, like if you look at my legs, my muscles yeah, yeah, are yeah. still. My legs are bigger than some people walking. Some people have skinnier legs than me. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So, like, what's it called? Uh, I just go and FES on my back because it's like a spine thing. So, it's not really me doing anything too much. Like, I do standing and stuff as well sometimes. But what's it called? It's just more like the FES bike yeah. that I use. But it's And like, is it frustrating? That, that process, especially the first period of, of rehab, learning how to use a wheelchair and stuff, is that It wasn't actually hard. Like I just hopped on and I was like, okay, cool. And this is part of the reason why I want to chat to you because you're so positive and just, yeah. okay, that's happened, let's deal with it, you know? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. You still, like, when I was, they were like, oh, you're on the wheelchair, I was like, oh, cool. I just hopped on to it. I remember the first day they brought it, they were like, they just showed me how to use one. Because, like, when you go to, because I stoke, before I went to Stoke Mandeville, I was at um, Harley Street Clinic for quite a while. Okay. So when I was there, what's it called? Um, I wasn't on a wheelchair, I was just in the bed because they did the surgery and then, because I wasn't able to sit up at first because they did the surgery. Okay. So when they did the surgery, what's it called? I uh, had to go to Stoke Mandeville, which is like, I think it's one of the best hospitals for yeah, patients. I mean, so that's where the, to my knowledge, the Paralympics started. Yeah, Paralympics started. they had all the, the army vets there yeah. and then they started, well, they wanted to do sport and stuff. So part of rehab was yeah, playing sport was, yeah. and it went from there. Yeah, that's what happened, yeah. So like, they have the best stuff so every week it was legit like going to school yeah. because you do different stuff every day apart well, I had school for like one hour a week yeah but it's like different stuff like i had to go swimming i had to go physio i like played wheelchair basketball 
and you just have to, I can't, I really, the thing is I was nine, so I don't remember all the stuff I did, because I did quite a bit of stuff when I was younger, yeah. but I can't remember, because it was like when you were nine years, it's like going to school when you were nine, you don't remember all the stuff you did, you know. And when this happened, as, as a nine-year-old boy, what do you think in your mind was, what was taken away from you? Oh, what what, what experiences a, have you missed out on, do you think? Well, I'm, I play, remember I said I played football and basketball. I wasn't yeah. the best at football and basketball. <laughs> so I don't think I ever thought about, yo, I want to be a professional football basketball. Yeah. But I liked art, so I just used to draw. And when I was a kid, I just used to like, I don't even know what I really liked when I was younger. I just used to watch TV. I used to go out a lot. So the thing is, the stuff I was doing when I was a kid, it was like, the only thing is I don't play sports no more. But apart from that, I mean, I still went on roller coasters and did all that stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's fair to say you adapted quite quickly yeah I adapted quite quick I did like everything else most kids did apart from playing sports that's yeah. the only thing I didn't really do or like go like mountain climbing or something but I went to cinemas I did everything else so I didn't really care yeah. like that if you know what I mean so do you think nine is perhaps an age where because I've spoke to people before and early teens is an age where you start anyone starts becoming quite self-conscious quite you know, especially with, with the opposite gender or whoever you're attracted to gets involved, things like that. You start worrying about all of that. Yeah. But at nine, do you think maybe it was, with want of a better phrase, like a blessing in disguise and that you were able to still concentrate on yourself and, yeah, and get I, yourself into a better position? Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that, actually. Because when you're nine, you just, you're not really, you think about girls, but you know, like, on yeah. my days, I'm trying to link girls. It's like, when you're nine, it's like me and the boys. And like, out with, I was always chilling with the boys and stuff when I was yeah. nine. Like everything we did, to like they used to go to the skate park. I was in the skateboard. I was obviously not skateboarding or nothing, but I just used to go. Because the thing is, like even my boys when I was like fourteen, like 15, 13, they used to play football. I used to just go over there and watch and talk. Cause like not yeah. everyone plays football. Like some people just chill out and relax. So, so for people listening then who perhaps have gone through something, would your advice be just? Get, just get yourself back out there, get yourself involved, stay socialising. Because a lot of people, understandably, would have a tendency to just, like, recluse. Yeah, you know? I would, uh, yeah. you need to, like, stay outside and socialise with people. Because if you don't socialise, it's like, you're missing out on experiences. And when you're older, it's like, if, for instance, I wasn't socialising, I'm be like, oh, I'm on a wheelchair, it's not nice, I'm not socialising. Because I'm socialising and I'm doing most things, like... You're not thinking about do. it. You're not thinking about it because you're having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. having fun. I was probably having more fun than other kids, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I would say. Because I okay. was... I, I did, like... I went... I chilled, like... When I was nine years old, I chilled with the kids that, like, the fun group, I guess. You know, there's always, like, a clique in school. So you are in the cool group, then? <laughs> that sounds Sam so... was in the cool group. That sounds so... I mean, I, I know from sixth form, you definitely were. You were in like, with I, all the I don't want to sound wet or nothing, but I did... <laughs> I was in the popular group in school throughout yeah. my time. So, like, I was always with a group that had the stuff going on so i never really thought i was missing out on nothing however if you're like a kid who's not in the popular group and you're shy i feel like you'll probably take a bigger toll on you because you're just at yeah. home and like so you've always been confident and that's i guess that stood you in very good stead for for staying social and getting yourself out there basically. yeah i've always been confident and stuff when so, i was little i wasn't as confident but i don't know well when you're little you don't really say yo i'm confident but me i was thinking about this the other day i was like to be fair i was I wouldn't say I wasn't that yeah. unconfident when I was little. Because when I was nine, I was quite a chilled out guy. When Before I was on the wheelchair, sorry, I was, I, I used to play about, but I didn't play about too much. You know? Like, you know, yeah. in your friendship groups, there's always, like, the funny guy. Yeah. I was 
like my friends used to make jokes and I used to be like, yo, what are you doing? Because I was a bit more serious when I was like not in the wheelchair. But when you when I came on a wheelchair, I don't it might just be me. I just started making a bit more jokes. So like, so do you think then? That's a very interesting point. Do you think that you perhaps after being in a wheelchair? you've always been funny but like you played on that more and yeah. that, bit, that became like the role as such you know in the friendship group yeah and the friendship group was like oh yeah Sam's the jokes one yeah I was like a bit when I was like nine but yeah I would say that you, I was you came funny, into yeah. it more yeah I came into more I was making more jokes and stuff like having more of a laugh and stuff but like yeah when I was younger but now even now I'm like I need to get a bit more serious because yeah. it's like <laughs> we're gonna start I was thinking about, about jobs and that yeah, yeah jobs and stuff like I, mean, I used to like on my stories I used to make like funny videos but I don't do that no more because someone was asking me the other day you'll make a you don't do your stories no more it's like bro I'm about to get a job but I can't be doing those stories anymore you gotta look like you actually know what you're doing yeah um so growing up I think you as you say, you've been, to my knowledge, very social. You haven't had issues at school with people. But I would struggle to believe, knowing knowing how nasty kids can be, that there was no point in, in school or growing up or being out and about where you've received some sort of nasty comments or someone said something. Yeah. Take me through that, because I, 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 unfortunately, I refuse to believe that you've, it's been plain sailing. No, it's not. So basically, from year five to year... Hey, I went to a school. Fulbrook was a nice square room, was nice and stuff. Then in year eight, I moved to another school. Now, this school was like uh, where I met my, I have like a friendship group in Milton Keynes. This is where I met my boys there. People in the so they were as well were like the popular group in school. I yeah. don't mean to sound wet or nothing, but they were quite popular in school as well. Like there were yeah. different popular groups, but they were quite popular. But they were known for like roasting and stuff. So I taking to, the mick out of each other. Taking yeah, the mick yeah, out yeah. of each other. Like, it wasn't just me though. It was like everyone taking the piss out of each other. So like when I started, ch- my friend George was the kind. Con- he was the one that brought me into the group. Yeah. So I used to chill with like Hasnane and Tommy and stuff, and then I used to chill with like different people. But then George, they were like the click. So like George brought me into the group. So I was in the group in the group chat one time, and there's just like loads of people. So they're doing roasting sessions. I'm not taking part in there. I'm just yeah. like chilling. And then someone just starts mocking me. I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> and is this someone you know? Like, no, I don't know this guy. He's in the group, though. He's in the group. He wasn't in our school, but he was in the group. He's in the group, yeah, yeah. So, like, in what's our he group, saying? So, I forgot what he said, but he mocked it. It was like a wheelchair joke. So, I was like, yo, what's going on? So, the guy was short, so I made a short joke, innit? So, in school, like, it became a thing, like, every day. I liked the school, though, because it helped me out, because every day everyone would roast each other, like. Yeah. Big. Like, one time someone called me, do you know Rick Ross? Yeah, there's a John video like with Lil Wayne. He's in a wheelchair and he's like Rick Ross is fat. Because I remember I said I was quite fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy calls me Rick Rolls. I was like, oh my day, Rick Rolls. Yeah, I was like, yo, (laughs) this guy violated me. So I had to come back with a joke because like they brought they used to slate me like. But do you think that that's the best way? Almost as long as you're relatively close to people, that's the best way just dealing with it. Yeah, I reckon like if no one makes jokes to you, like. And you grow up like that, and someone makes a joke. Like now, if you say something to me, Ari, you can't say nothing to me to make me feel about that. I just look at you like nothing actually offends you. No, I just be like, okay. The only, the only way you can offend me is like that's the thing. Like when you're making jokes about people, like when you're younger, it's a bit more tolerable because you're younger. But when you're older, like even me, I wouldn't make a joke about something they can't control. Like a fat joke here, yeah, maybe you can make with your friends. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not, with your no, mates, not yeah. if you're not like 
like depressed or nothing, you you make a fat joke to someone who's depressed. But if your friend's a bit chubby, you can make a fat joke like, oh, and people do, yeah, yeah, make it funny joke. But if like let's say like someone's mom died, I wouldn't make a joke saying, oh, your mom died because they can't handle that. Yeah. Or if someone has like a disability, like I'm not gonna make a joke about that because he yeah. can't handle that because that's and just me. So do you he... agree that as well? There's some people basically depending how close they are to you. It's like right, I can joke about this. You boys can because you're my close friends. And it gets further, and then someone makes sure you're like, "Well, you, you, yeah, you're not allowed to do that." Yeah, you I don't know. know you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. jokes like that. Like I, that's the thing. Me growing up now is like when you have boys and stuff, they can make. But even my boys, they don't make jokes like that. Like Robin, like even George, like Chris, they don't make jokes like that. Yeah, like wheelchair jokes, really. When we're little, maybe, but gr- even now, growing up, they don't make jokes like that. And it's annoying when, let's say, there's a new kid in the school and he's chilling with you, and someone makes a joke like. Bro, do I know you? Like, don't talk to me ever again like that. Yeah, yeah. But now, like, growing up, it's just, like, don't tolerate at all. So even if someone makes a joke, I'll be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because we're not kids no more. Yeah, and it's not, it's actually not who you are. I'm not even offended by it. It's just a principle because... Yeah. It's just, like, a prin- I'm not hurt. It's just a principle thing, like... And that's good. Like, do you call people out on that? Because I think we're at, we're at an age now in, in society where... You gotta start calling people out on things. Yeah. Otherwise, no one's gonna learn. It also depends on the person it is. Yeah. Me, like, if someone makes a joke, it's not me that I'm calling out it for. It's like, let's say someone else who's on someone who would be offended by it. You'll be very offended, and then you make a joke, and then he might feel bad about himself. I don't really care. Like, you can't say nothing to me that makes right. me feel bad. Unless it's a flaw that I did myself. Yeah. Like, let's say you make a joke. Like, let's say, for instance, I didn't study for a test and I didn't do well. You can take and then, that. And then they mock it. I'll feel a lot more hurt. Then you making a wheelchair, and I'm like, bro, yeah. I, I could control that. I couldn't I control, control me. Yeah. Me, I couldn't um, now, me. in all seriousness, what what point or what comments have been made out and about anything? At what point was it a real low point for you? you you've dealt with everything incredible. You've got an incredible outlook. Yeah. You're positive. But what was, in this experience, the the lowest moment for you? What and you it mean? is quite dark to think about. Like, when, when, when were you actually struggling with this or has someone made a comment at some point and you've gone home and it's, it, it has gotten to you no one's ever made a comment that has got to me if I'm being honest okay so straight after the accident was that your lowest moment and then it worked from there I don't even know my lowest moment because I want to find when you hit that point where actually you had to make an effort to get yourself out of like a rut my lowest point, the thing is like anytime like I get sad yeah I just get like it's just stressful isn't it so like if let's say I'm thinking oh my wish is sad it's stressful the thing from my experience because I used to be fat remember I yeah. no, that used to piss me off yeah that was my lowest point because when I was fat it's really because I didn't used to eat more than everyone else and like I'll eat maybe like a burger and I was like but you weren't working out as much obviously, yeah I wasn't like. working out as much so like I was quite that was what pissed me off the most because I was fat in it and so was that was that a confidence thing or self? Yeah, it was. Con- it's also a confidence thing because when you're fat, you're not like the best looking that you could be. Yeah. And like people tell you, like everyone was telling me, you're your big fan when I was little. It used to piss me off. Like it used to irritate me. So that so was that's, one- that's mad. Then so your lowest point and when you perhaps felt most self conscious was when I was nothing to do with with the, the action, nothing to do with being in a wheelchair. It's actually something you could control, perhaps. Yeah. And, you're in a situation where, right, my appearance is not the best it could be right now. Yeah, because I was that, fair, innit? How big for you? Because I know you love your clothes, you love your trainers. Yeah. How big a role does appearance play 
in your confidence? My confidence? Well, like when I was little, I used to buy like, well, actually to be fair, I used to like shoes a lot when I was, because when I was little, and I, was, I was a lot more quiet when I was first on the wheelchair. Because remember I said I wasn't like messing about as yeah. much when I was, before, when I was walking. So like, obviously I'm meeting new people, I don't really know you. So like, I remember the first one of the first time I went to like, a, uh, I think I was at church and like, it wasn't even church or just church, but like just places I went to, people were noticing my shoes. So they'll be like, oh, your shoes are quite cool. Yeah. So I was like, yo, because most people be like, oh, you're on a wheelchair first. And then they're like, oh, your you shoes. So they noticed the shoes first. So I was yeah. like, I really like shoes. I think my mom noticed it because my mom was like, yo, when I was little, my mom was like, any shoe you want, you can get. So like, at first I was wearing like Nike Dunks. Then I started getting into Jordans, like Air Jordans. I remember I got Air Jordan 5, the Fire Chicago once. And I think, no, the Chicago 5s. And like, after that, I just used to buy like shoes every week. What's your favourite pair that you own right now? Uh, I don't even know. I think my favourite pair of shoes I own is like the Virgil Louis Vuitton ones. And what's the favourite pair that you want? That I want. I want some um, ACW, a Cold War Air Force ones, the high tops. I, I want those shoes, yeah. So you're a bit of a sneakerhead then? I was a How sne- many pairs of trainers you got? I don't know. I, I really Over don't. 50? I don't think so. But I have trainers in the garage. I have shoes in my garage I don't wear. Cause I don't wear store them in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I don't wear Jordans anymore. Because yeah. like, a lot of people just wear Jordans. And the thing is, when you're little, you just buy it because oh, I can get it. It's trending. But now, like, I remember like I wear like more of like shoes that are like designer shoes now. So like I wear like Dior shoes, like Jordans. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really like the Gucci shoes, but I had the Gucci shoes. Like, But like I have phases of shoes. Yeah. But right now, I'm more of like a slim designer shoe like guy. Okay. But like... Uh, I don't even know. I have over, t- probably like I probably should have over thirty shoes, probably. Nice. But like the things like more than most. Yeah, like, but I don't wear sneakers anymore. Mostly yeah. the only Jordans I wear are Jordan ones. Okay. So you mentioned church earlier. Yeah. And we spoke about this before. You're you're religious. Yeah. Aren't you? Are you practicing? You go to church regularly. I don't go to church regularly, but I'm still I still watch videos online and I pray every day. So talk to me then about. Because especially where I think people are, are, there's a higher percentage of people who are perhaps atheists or, or don't believe in yeah, No, in, in the UK, it's 25% are atheists. Really? I, was, I have to study for, because uh, I wasn't born here, so I have to study for, you know, the life, the citizenship test. Yeah. So, like, it says 25, I think, yeah, 25% are atheists and, like, 45%, I think, are Christian in the UK. So, religion then. What role has that played? And I want you to talk about religion in throughout the stages. So before, what role did it play in your life? Uh, and then when the when the accident happened, the car crash, what role did it play immediately afterwards? Yeah. And then now, where you're at now, what, what, what role did religion play throughout your life, and how has it helped you? Uh, my mom's I'm Nigerian, and my mom's like very religious. Like she used to go to church a lot. Actually, every Sunday, I would. I don't know if a lot is the right word. I can't remember because I was little. Like one of my uncles is a pastor and one of my aunties is a pastor as well in Nigeria. So yeah. I only have like one auntie that lives here. She's a pastor as well. Okay. But anyways, like I used to go to church every Sunday. So it was like quite a predominant thing. And I knew like my mom knew like preachers and stuff. So like I just remember going to church every Sunday. Like it was just part of the life. Yeah. My lifestyle when I was younger. I stopped going to church as much when I went uni. But I like if I find a church I like, I'll go there. It's just that I don't really like. Like, I like church and stuff, but some church, like when you're older, you can decide what church you want to go yeah. to. Do you know what I mean? But like, 
So once the car crashed happened, happened, my mom was very religious, so she was praying and stuff. And obviously, if you're Christian, you believe in like miracles and stuff. So she was praying for me and stuff. And like, so I'm gonna play. I mean, pardon the pun. I'm gonna play yeah. devil's advocate. Here. Yeah. In the same way, then, as a man who's not religious myself, mm-hmm. in the same way that people pray to God for for help to get better, yeah. for you know to be healthy. What role does God play in you being in a car crash? I don't know. I just Come on, like... think about this. What role does God play in you being in that car crash? Is this part of his plan? In inverted commas? What, I feel like through... God has a plan for everything, if you get what I mean. Yeah. For instance, if I was never on a wheelchair, I probably would never have come to the UK. Okay. So there could be a reason. I'm on... Also, the life experiences I've learned, you get what I mean? So like... are you angry at... The, the person who was driving the car? Are you angry at God? Do you hold angry. any anger? No, no, not really. I'm not angry at no one because there's no point being angry because like, even the Bible it says you shouldn't like have hate and anger in your heart and stuff because yeah. anger just, like, it consumes you. So I'm not angry at no one but it might, like, I'd be, I, I don't know. I feel like the world, when philosophy, we're le- learning about ep- epistemic distance, God living an epistemic distance from us. I don't, I don't think it's like, a lot of people think, oh, if you pray to God, something will just happen immediately. I don't think it's like that. I feel like he has a it's plan a- for everything. Okay. Like, there's good and evil in the world, you know what I mean? And, like, if you believe God's an epistemic distance, you believe he's real, but it doesn't mean that he's always listening to us, you know what I mean? Like, he's okay. doing his own thing and we're in the own world. I still believe God does stuff in the world, but I don't believe, like, oh, you could say, like, Oh, it's not it, a birthday wish you don't pray for it and then it's it, just bang there yeah exactly do you know what I mean it's, sometimes it might be like that but not every scenario is like that to what extent then do you think there's a difference between praying prayer and and thanking sort of God for things that happen versus an element of materialising where do you, do you think because in, in my mind what, what can sometimes happen people pray yeah. regularly for maybe not for oh i want this tomorrow you know that's that's see but people are praying for for better health for this for that do you think there's a subconscious element of thinking about this every day asking for this every day they actually materialize it themselves do you do you sort of appreciate your own abilities and what you've done or is everything down to god well I, no, the thing is, I see it this way. Where do you take credit and where does God take credit? I think God made us me a certain way. Okay. He does, I don't think he controls me. Someone was saying this the other day. You know how in Sims, yeah. like, you don't control the actual character, you control stuff that's happening around them. Yeah. But then the character still makes decisions itself, but the stuff they around react you to it. reacts to it. I think that's how the world is, isn't it? Okay. Because I think God made the world a certain way and then he made us. But, like, he's not... I don't think... I think he made you with, like everyone's different you know what i mean like so in the future yeah when you get back to to walking yeah full time are you crediting yourself for that and the hard work you've put in or is that thanks to god i'm gonna thank god for that definitely yeah yeah not myself i thank okay. god for everything that's interesting okay um Cause like, right because you legit could have been given birth to someone who can't like yeah move at all can't talk so if you're moving and talking I can say thank you God for that so when we can't move and can't talk that's just sad isn't it yeah but I found God that was able to like what's it called 
uh, move and talk when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my mental strength is quite. It's not. So easy, you think like, does a lot of your strength come from having faith? Yeah, like if I'm pissed off, like I talk to like my, my conscience, I guess, like a lot. And do you think that's the voice of God? Because I, I know from I don't actually days. know the thing is I don't know if it is, but I think he put it there. But yeah. like. I don't know because some people think they're talking to God, yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know if that's true, but that's with you, isn't it? So I'm when the accident head. happened, then what were you praying for? It's just praying like. Were you praying for good health, or were you praying for I want to walk again? Uh, I was praying to like get better and walk again and stuff. Yeah. Obviously. That's and now, what role does religion play? And what are you praying for it's just now? Like, if you want to share I was, it, when I was younger, it was more like a thing you go, go to church, but like it's part of a lifestyle now. Like the stuff I read my Bible, and like it's just, I, what I learned reading the Bible is what I try and do in my life. Like yeah, the lessons I learn from the Bible, I reflect that to my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like if someone did something that was bad, I'll be like, okay, I see. Like like King David, I like King David, and like why? Well, he's a, he was one of the best kings in the Bible. He's like okay. King David was like the guy, like the greatest king. Like King Solomon, for instance, King David. Yeah, he had a son called King Solomon. You know Solomon, the yeah. like he was known as one of the richest men in the world. So King Solomon, right? He um, like King David liked women too much, and that got him in trouble. Yeah. So I'm gonna read that and see. Okay like you should be careful with women like you over like a woman can get you in trouble so so that, you see how how people in the bible were yeah. how their actions what the consequences were and you act accordingly. yeah like cain killed his brother abel because he was jealous of his brother that just teaches you oh jealousy is bad yeah because jealousy consumes that's one thing that people don't understand like jealousy is one of the worst like, i think envy and jealousy is one of the worst things that you could have as a human being because it just keeps eating at you and you might not know that like let's say someone's envious of you they might not want to hate you but just because they're envious and jealous if you have noticed it they'll just start doing some stuff that's like negative towards you like oh yeah but like let's say you do something nice they'll be like yeah, but this. Yeah, but they that. did it for this reason, and it just becomes the hate thing. Yeah, envy. Like I always say, this envy and jealousy turns into hate. Yeah, that's what happens when you're envious and jealous of someone. So interestingly, then, and I want to come on to this in the the second half because we'll move on to a quick fire round now. But I want to talk about then how how those values that you have yeah. would have helped you actually with with your your outlook now. But for now, we are going to move on to our customary quick fire round. Yeah, ten questions. Some are easy, some are hard. Answer them as quickly and as honestly as you can, okay? Yeah. Are you ready? Number one, Dior or Prada? Dior. Favourite type of alcohol? I don't know. I'm not a big drinker, so I don't know. Dream job? A rich artist. A rich artist, okay. An artist that is painting himself for like millions. Okay. Um, like Basquiat, like Basquiat. Okay. Basquiat or like, what's the, Damien Hurst, one of those guys. All right, okay. Hardest part day to day about being in a wheelchair? Just day to day, uh, probably push, well, going, going outside because sometimes it's like the floor is like, yeah, shaky. Sometimes there's no lift, but I don't even think, yeah, maybe there's no lift. It depends on the building. Like accessibility. Like, actually, the hardest thing is like different layers. Of accessibility. Yeah. That's okay. something you need to think about. Yeah. Right. Favourite music artist? Oh, snap. 
Asia, no, that's a lie. Probably Kanye West or like, yeah. Okay, like Europe or Asia? Europe. I've never been to Asia in my life. Lambo or Ferrari? Ferrari. I think that was my first word, actually. Really? My, my auntie told me my first word was Ferrari, apparently. <laughs> right, at the time, did you hold any anger to anyone about the accident mm, as soon as it happened? No, not really. Um, I was nine years old. I don't think nine-year-olds... Get you, angry. Do you get angry at nine? Really? Not no. at the big things, I don't think. No. Right, beef or chicken burger? Chicken burger. And now, knowing what you know now and what life experience has taught you, what advice would you give your 12-year-old self? 12-year-old Sam. I'll say do you, you and don't care what people says. Say it too much. So like, this is this is one that's coming up a lot then, and and I think it is probably one of the the biggest points is just I guess working on yourself, not caring what other people think. Yeah, because there's nothing beneficial that comes from taking someone's opinion to heart if it's a bad one. Obviously, some um, people think they're doing good though by advising you, but the thing is, you just need to do yourself. Because what's the 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 most common thing that you have to put up with in terms of how? people out and about treat you people that don't know you do they, do they talk to you like you're stupid do they bend over right next to you do you know what that's funny i was thinking about it, it depends on the person i've known some people i feel like most people have a perspective of me and i like to play on it sometimes anyways <laughs> but anyways it depends because if like you see me out and i'm being energetic most people someone who's confident for instance and like gets on with that day is in like maybe mental issues isn't that bad or like self-confident yeah. like they're like cool do you know what i mean they're like yeah like a cool guy calm guy people know me gets along with people they don't care really they're just like oh they just treat you normally but some people is it I, the introverts that panic and don't know how to act no yeah they don't treat you anyhow like they're just like okay cool he's in a wheelchair but they can see like oh he's, yeah he dresses nicely he seems like a cool guy for like guy do you know what i mean they'll come with it it's normally like Maybe someone who's a bit more insecure. Like, sometimes yeah, yeah, they yeah. treat you a bit like... I've noticed this as well. Like, some people, they all think like, oh, he's probably in a worse situation than me. Let me feel sorry for him. Listen, I'm not in a worse <laughs> situation than a lot of people, if you get what I mean. I have more fun. Like, I do stuff. You're I've done more stuff. Life. Yeah, I do I enjoy life. Do you know what I mean? So some people might see me as like, oh. And then they... But the thing is, when they, like, chill with me and talk to me, they're like, okay, this guy's the opposite. <laughs> what What is the most... Not humiliating, but the strangest experience that you've had just in public. You're in a store or something. What, what has someone done? You thought, what the fuck? I was on a doing? date with a girl one time and we're in the train, and then this woman, her baby, was staring at me. And then she just kept on hitting the babe, like telling the baby, stop it. He's like, what, the mum? Yeah, he's like, oh, stop staring at him because he's in the wheelchair. She's like, yo, this is so awkward. She's like, stop staring at him because he's in the wheelchair. I was like, yo, you know I'm with a girl. Do you know how awkward that is, fam? <laughs> I was like, I legit wanted to be like, yo, like, it's Stop. cool if your baby stares at me. I it's a baby, care. it doesn't It's know. a baby, I don't care. But I didn't want to be rude. Yeah. So that was just awkward. I was like, yo, this Right, is- so girls say, how do you find your confidence has been in, in dating, nights out, talking to girls, approaching girls? How has, has this ex- uh, affected you? Uh when I was little I was fat in it so I wasn't pulling like I would, my confidence would probably be better but when I lost weight I got more attention from girls yeah uh, I just depend- if you're confident girls are like like you and stuff it's if you're not confident girls when- actually I don't know but I don't know I seem to so it calm. seems like you've just always had this personality where you, 
you haven't actually had to to act differently or, or put this confident front on. No, people don't do that. You differently. I would say I never really put on a confident confident front. I've always been the like. Yeah. I've always been me. Like me at home is me outside. I don't need to be fake. and just people revolve around you basically yeah like of... people like me for me so like why would yeah. i change it do you get what i mean i mean some girls i might be a bit more quiet and like well behaved around if yeah. i like think she's like okay it depends on the girl and it but that's everyone mate. everyone goes a little yeah, bit uh... but like, i don't i don't go out of my way to like get a female at all I would yeah do that. unless I... like it's a girl i'm already linking and i did something yeah wrong. but if i'm like if there's a girl and like, she, um, unless she's like, let's say there's like Kylie Jenner, I'll go on my way for Kylie Jenner, innit? But if you just like a girl in a club, I don't know you. Like, You're not fussed by you it. Don't, I'm not going to be like chasing you up and I'm like, oh, I love you all that. Yeah. Uh, I'll just be chilled. I'm quite a chilled guy. Just so chilled, laid back. That's what works for me, being yeah. chilled and laid back. Right. So second part now, we always like to address the issue of mental health. And I've had a chat with you before this. And I think this is going to be quite an interesting segment. And, and different to all the other episodes. Yeah. And sort of got quite looking forward to it because, you know, for for someone who's had a life-changing experience... Well, let's get... What have you suffered with mental health-wise? Nothing. Nothing? Not... No confidence issues? No body dysmorphia? I had confidence issues when I was younger. I'm not going to say I was confident all the time. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I was like, if you know, I wish it wouldn't be as confident, especially girls, like, probably yeah. not. But as I said, when I was, like, 14, 15, I lost weight and, like, I got more attention from girls, so that built my confidence. But I'd say, like, confidence-wise, I didn't gain my confidence fully till after uni. Yeah, okay. Because at uni, you see a lot of characters and I saw a lot of people trying to be something they're not and acting like it. And, and you realise you're you're actually far more content with yourself yeah, and than I, other people are. Yeah, because I realised, like, okay, I'm being myself and I'm getting more attention than you from people that you'd like to get attention from. Whereas you need to be fake and it's still not working. You're trying to be something you're not. So I was just like, I don't even need to be anyone else but myself, really. When so I just... that's, that's interesting then because we, we spoke about this in terms of there there are people who haven't gone through some sort of severe experience or, or life-changing oh, yeah. thing and and they're struggling and that's fine yeah. everyone's dealing with their own things and and they're they're dealing with with quite difficult mental health issues yeah. whereas there, there's someone like yourself who has been through a life-changing experience yeah and you're actually not dealing with anything mental health wise you, you haven't got any sort of um issues that you you're struggling with you're trying to in inverted I mean, commas treat Pe- people will want to know how how are you so positive? And that's why I wanted you on because of your outlook. Yeah, yeah. people say I'm quite positive. I yeah. remember someone told me I was like, I don't know why you were so happy on the wheelchair. I was just like, lol. Someone said that to you. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mean it to be rude. I was like, fam, why just doing me? And I, I think people probably quietly around you will be quietly inspired by yeah, just I do get you that being so positive. Mr. Bushnell used to say that. That's yeah. my favorite teacher, one of my favorite people on earth. Mr. Bushnell used to say that. He used to make a point, but it's like. I don't really complain a lot. I'm not really a complainer, if I'm being okay. honest. So, and then coming back to religion, you said how you you learn certain values from yeah. from actions, consequences within in the Bible. Yeah. Um. Do you think then you you said how you just don't you think envy and jealousy is one of the worst traits? Yeah. Things like this, learning these values, must have played a massive role in keeping positive because you're not there looking at able-bodied people thinking. 
I wish I was that. I wish I wish I could walk. And you're constantly wanting to be someone else. You don't have that. No, I don't say oh, I want to be someone else. I'm the kind of guy that will see a good aspect in someone and be like, oh, I like that aspect. Like this guy's gonna, be, this guy's gonna be excited. I said his name, Robin Davis, for instance, is quite confident. <laughs> so when I was in Burko, I wasn't as confident. I used to see this guy being confident. I was like, even Chris Atta, my boy, he's quite confident. He talks to everyone. Yeah. So when I went Burko, I was like. I like that aspect. Some people will see that aspect in you and be like, oh, he's cocky. Yeah. He's not conf- cocky. He's just confident. You can talk to everyone. So I saw that aspect. I was like, I like that aspect. So let me add it to myself a bit. Someone else, for instance, might be a very nice person. Like my mom's a very nice person. So like, I was like, okay, I can see my mom being nice. I so you're be looking nice and, and you're learning from people. Yeah, I, I like learning from... Because uh, the thing, me, I'm quite a reader like of people. I've been to yeah. like many schools. So, like, I don't judge, like, you know, at first, like... You judge by the cover. I don't... Well, I used to judge people by the cover at first, but when you go to loads of schools, you realise it's not like that. Yeah. Like, different people have different aspects of them. So, because I noticed that, I just said, okay, it's just, like, who you are as a person. So, like, different people have different stuff that's good about them. And I just took, said, okay, you're good at this. I'm not really good at that. So you found the best in people. And yeah. Rather than wishing or... I was like them, I said let me get inspired you appreciate that yeah. from them rather yeah. than wanting to be that be that i don't want to be anyone else because but why, yourself why do i want to be anyone else when i'm me like I, I, and that's such a such an important thing yeah. that that i think when you can accept yourself and hit that point of self-love which sounds like you, you smashed it yeah um you you don't deal with these these problems of of wanting to be because when you're happy with yourself other issues don't affect you you're you're not wanting to be elsewhere you're not wanting you're not being jealous of what this guy's got or how that person looks yeah i don't i don't get jealous of anyone i just see how like even if there's a bodybuilder and he's mostly i don't say oh i'm so jealous your body's i'm like okay like what do i do to get fair play to him how can i learn better shape do you know what i mean yeah yeah better look like okay like some people see someone in designer clothes be like oh he's got money i mean i'm looking at you right now and i'm sort of in in a way jealous of what you're wearing you've got great clothes on and that yeah. is it is there actually have you noticed that despite the situation you are in and what would be uh, perceived as uh, a situation which people don't want to be in yeah you still have people looking at you for other reasons and being envious and jealous yeah like say the clothes for example yeah the clothes like when i have nice clothes on people say oh you only dress nicely because you wear designer clothes I could, you could go on the internet and you could look at people wearing designer clothes. You could be like, I don't like he's dressing as trash. Bro. I mean, I think a lot of people look at like high fashion catwalks, yeah. and wouldn't wear a single item like, of it. A lot of rappers in the UK, for instance, in America, they wear designer clothes. I think that fashion sense is dead. But me, I wear stuff that other people don't wear. So like, my fashion sense is better than theirs. But people don't see that in me. Like, they'll just be like... Like, if your favourite rapper's wearing something nice, you don't say, oh, it's designer. Yeah. But when it's me, it's like, oh, you're wearing designer clothes. Do you That's think... why you dress nicely. I think if it's a bit weird... Okay, like... I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, And this is... Well, it's a, it's a genuine question. Do you think people will look at you in, in your designer clothes, your expensive shoes, because they are, and do you think people go... You know what? His parents are only getting him that because he's in a wheelchair. It's like pity purchases. Do you think that? I don't. I don't actually think of stuff like this. I don't think so. I know you don't think for yourself like this, but do you reckon there are people out there who probably who, who try and justify reasons for you having certain good things? Yeah, they do. 
Probably. That's their problem. I don't really care. That's honestly. it. Mate, you're living in your own world. I'm loving this. Like, <laughs> listen, if I was thinking about everything people thought about me, I wouldn't be living my life. It's like going clubbing sometimes. If I'm doing my thing, someone might stare at me. If I was like, oh, he's staring at me, I'll be sad. Listen, if I'm having fun and you're staring at me, who's the, like, I'm having fun, you're staring at me. Who's losing out there? Uh, I'm yeah. doing my thing and you're looking at me like... Pe- people spend so, so much energy trying to put other people down. Yeah, but, trying not to let people have fun. But I've noticed those kind of people, those are people who are not confident in themselves. They're not enjoying That's what I said at the start. Remember I said that when you said people's perspective on me, I noticed that people who are confident, more confident in themselves when they see me, they don't really say nothing. They don't care. There's normally people who are not too confident in themselves that might see me and then act a kind of way. The insecure but, ones. Yeah, maybe insecure. I don't know if that's the right word, but like maybe they think, oh, I should be somewhere I shouldn't be. But they will see you and be like, oh, allow it. Do you know what I mean? But, or they might see you a certain way. Like, I feel like when people see me, they say, I feel like when a human being sees you, they think, oh, what are they doing in your situation? Do you see what I mean? So people yeah. who like, I reckon some people who could be in my situation that'll be like me, those people normally they don't like treat me any different way. Yeah. But norm- some people who would be like probably depressed if they're on a wheelchair, they treat me differently massively, I reckon. Yeah. But then when they chill with me for a while, they're like, okay, this guy's quite cool and stuff. Like, like so he's a calm guy. Do you think then you've dealt with your situation? Actually, you're you're more of an anomaly. It's not normal to be so positive and so you know, getting on with life in this situation, people usually do struggle to, to adapt mentally and physically. Yeah. Do you, do you appreciate that you're an anomaly to, to, yeah, to the widespread? It. It's of... also like, obviously my parents stuff, my, my mom's like a very nice person. What role did your parents play in, in all of this? And I don't know if you've got any siblings. i got a brother, yeah. Okay. Well, my mom like is, she's like one of the nicest people I know. Like she's a very nice person. Yeah. But I don't go to my mom to ask her stuff because I've never been like the kind of guy to be like. The thing about me, I don't tell people like my problems too much. Like even my mom, I wouldn't go like, "Oh, mom, I'm sad about this." Because like, what's it called? I rather deal with it myself. Do you get what I mean? Like when what I was do little, you get sad about? I don't know. Like maybe like maybe I'll be a bit. I don't really get sad, but sometimes in my the thing is I don't know because when I was younger, I might have got a bit sad. But now that like, if I'm sad, I don't really care about it. Yeah. It's like I look for a solution. So like maybe like for instance like I'm not able to do something like go out to like a park. I might have been sad when I was little, yeah. but now I can't even remember being that sad when I was little because it's like because I didn't go to my mom each time. The thing is, some people are reliant on people to like make themselves like a happy. Yeah, 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 like I'm not relying on anyone. So like I can fix stuff myself. Like mentally, like, I'm quite mentally strong. Like I don't get sad about anything because it's just like how do I explain it? Like, I don't go to my mom telling her my problems. Because so you've I'm, got your own mental resilience. You're resilience. To... I have a mental resilience. And I was able to grow that resilience probably because I never went to her too much. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But if you are like, let's say, for instance, you go to your friend, you rely on your friend to make you happy. Like, you tell your friends all your problems and they make you happy. Let's say, for instance, your friend's not there or your networks aren't there. You wouldn't be able to deal with it yourself. So you built up yeah, this resilience. I'll see, yeah, I see I built up my resilience quite So strong. is this part of then the, the idea that things happen for a reason and you wouldn't be the person you are today had you not Yeah, that's been what in I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say things happen for a reason because I don't think I would be like this if I was in that car. If you could go back, would you change it? I don't even know. I'll Come on, I want an answer. I'll change certain things. Like I'll You can't tell... select and choose. Nah, I'll probably tell them to inject my back, can it? So okay. immediately. So... I'd say like... Because people go through these experiences and 
and a, a lot of people with the idea that you know how um, people with certain disabilities or they're struggling with something they go you know what it's made me who I am today I wouldn't change it I know in myself if I could go change something without a question I don't care because my, my disability didn't make me who I am so obviously I'd change it and I, I find it baffling when people say they wouldn't would you if you could go back to that day but would my, you change th- my thing is really more different though because if i changed it, i probably would never be in the i might be in the uk when i'm older but i don't know if i'd be in the uk so that's so what i'm saying though with the way life is now with hindsight yeah would you just have left it and, and carried on as is the, the thing is you said that your disability didn't make you who you are but the thing is like i reckon i probably would still be like this if i wasn't on the wheelchair but yeah. i don't know so it's a bit like a bit scary not knowing something and changing it yeah like okay. if i changed it i could be like a totally a very different situation situation like i might not be here i might be doing something like i might be a troublemaker like a massive troublemaker <laughs> Man, i don't doubt that way. at all like if i was in a wheelchair i could have been a troublemaker maybe because like i'm quite big like i might get in a bit of trouble but like i'm quite i don't know if i change it it's a hard question because i don't know I don't like changing stuff if I don't know the results. Like I'm a okay. thinker. Like I don't. If I don't know the results, yeah, it just. Gets so you've got just a trust and a, and a faith that it's going to work out, whatever it is. Yeah. If you tell, if you told me if you could go into the future and get like a fix yourself and then come back, I'll say yes. But to go back in time and then everything would change the timeline. It's just like it's a bit long, isn't it? Changing my whole timeline of life. Cause... And now this this experience. Obviously, in terms of your confidence and your personality, yeah. like you said, it's it's always been there. This yeah. isn't something that's uh, made you come out your shell. Like it's always been there. But in terms of your values and perhaps your 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 outlook on disability, your outlook on things like accessibility in buildings. Yeah. Do you think that this the the car crash and being wheelchair bound for for the time being? has changed your outlook on life yeah so like one of the outlooks on life i've done is like you can't be reliant on people okay so rely on people because like i feel like when you're reliant on people it causes you a lot of problems for instance i don't rely on anyone like, even if my dad says who do you rely on i'll be like nobody but myself and my dad would be like that's a good answer he's always told me that so yeah good answer. some people will be like oh i rely on my parents no nah, i don't rely on anyone because in scenarios that they're not there you get in trouble some people rely on their friends for instance pushing yeah. Like, I don't rely on anyone for pushing. Like, everything I do, I do it myself. Like, I can do it myself. Like, if you push me, it's not because I need you to push me. It's just because I say you can push me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even when I have friends, like, that complain, I don't ever ask those people to push me again. I'd rather struggle and push than me being reliant on you to push me. Because that's when people can take the piss. Yeah. When they think you rely on them. Like, Mate, yeah, because on the other hand, you can't you can't select and choose when people are allowed to... to to take the piss but then when people are allowed to treat you really carefully yeah. you can't, you've got to yeah, cause when, commit to one way the thing is when someone um, um, treats you like helps you out they feel like they're allowed to treat you a certain kind of way yeah. so I don't allow that one bit like ask all my friends if I rely on them on anything I don't if you help me out and do something and I see that in your character I probably like you better than other people yeah. but I don't rely on none of my friends for anything like even that you know I remember one time this guy was like he was I was cool with him he's still my friend now but he was like we had a bit of um like a bit of a conflict difference. yeah so um he was like when we're fighting the heat of it was like yo you need me I was like I need you for what? I looked at this guy like... He said to you, he's like, oh, you need <laughs> you me. You need me. I was like, this guy is delusional. And did he mean physically? I'm pretty sure he meant physically because I don't know, like in uni, one, like, you know the laundry bags? He's carried my laundry bag to the laundry room once or like 
he's pushed me at night time when we yeah. go clubbing well going back to you but in your mind he that's something not you need to do I that, just laughed that's at what it. you do for a friend in any situation no I don't that's the thing that's what I mean but I don't rely on anyone I don't expect you to do it as a friend if you don't want to do it don't do it yeah. some of my friends do stuff for me that more than my other friends I don't expect anything from anyone because when you expect something from someone they could let you down do you get what I mean yeah. so like I don't expect if you don't want to push me I told you when people come like when someone pushes me for instance and they make a fuss about it I say calm don't push me again even if I would struggle to push up that hill I'll still do it but I'd rather push myself up than hear someone complain because you complaining it's like you feel like you've done something for me so you're acting like it's a a weight on your shoulders now I think it's mad how someone can especially in that situation someone's pushing you in a wheelchair to help you stay up a hill and they're the ones complaining and do you know what's crazy about it like they would make a deal. Like, one of my friends, like, he says, like, one of my friends will be like, oh, when he wants something from me, like, oh, allow it, I'll push you sometimes. So I'll be like, bro, shut up, bro. Like, he pushed, you he pushed me, like, I've asked him, maybe he pushed me, like, once in a while. Then I have friends like Finley and, like, George Povey, like, like, George, for instance, like, if I need to get up somewhere, he might, like, just put me on the shoulder and get me up, for instance. Yeah. Finley, for instance, one time we're in the train station and, like, I could have taken taxi to someone's house, but then he was like, "Yo, that would be too expensive." But the tubes don't normally have a wheelchair lift. Yeah. So Finley by himself, yeah, he took me down the stairs. Like, I could go downstairs, yeah, but it's just long, so I don't normally do it. Put on his own, he took me down. To, after that day, yeah, I was just like, "Yo, this is my guy," and he he ne- he doesn't tell me like, "Oh yeah, remember that time I did that?" Like, he, he never doesn't hold me, it against you. He doesn't hold it against me. Then yeah. my other friend who pushed me once, holding it against me. Who yeah, do you yeah. think I'm gonna like more now? Yeah, yeah. Like even my boy George, like if I need to get somewhere, he does stuff for me. Like one time Help we were out. at a party, and he um. I couldn't get in. The house was really tight, so I didn't really want to go in. So my boys were still at it. So some of them just left me. They didn't care. I got boys like that, but because yeah. I don't expect stuff from you, I didn't get pissed off. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But then George was like, yeah, I'll just wait with you outside. So we just chill with each other. After that day, my other boys would be like, yo, you treat George like, you like him bare more than that. I'm like, if he does stuff like that, see, that's yeah. just one scenario for Finley and George. It's just genuine kindness. Kindness. Even Robin has scenarios like that, like Angus and stuff. Yeah. Like there's scenarios like that, genuine kindness that is like... You appreciate that. I appreciate that. it because I don't expect it from you. And it's They're not like, doing it because, oh, like, shit, I need help and he's in a wheelchair. They're doing it because he's just, my friend and yeah. at that time, that's what I can but, do for, for him. Yeah, it's actually genuine kindness. It's like, I don't expect you to do it and if you do it, I'll be happy. Yeah. It's not like... Because I do everything myself. Like, one time I had... So, in in art class in Berkhamsted... Yeah. Me and someone had a, a bit of conflict. Us, because they draw my book, something I didn't like. And then I forgot what they did. So, normally, you know the girl school and the boy school is kind of far. And there's a hill. So, they thought, oh, we're going to have to push Sam anyway. So, he's just going to have to be friends with us. Listen, I was 30 minutes late to my lesson. I said, you are not pushing me nowhere. Leave me alone. So, really? he left me. That way, they will never take the... Like, piss me off again. Because imagine, like, I said oh yeah you have to push me then I'm gonna have to be nice to them because I'm pushing you don't want people to hold that against you yeah Yeah. because for instance what's it called they didn't push me they'll know let's never piss Sam off again because he won't talk to us there's nothing we can hold against Sam that'll make him do do you know what I mean yeah you can't you don't owe them anything yeah no one like no one can like you can you've done some nice stuff for me but also do nice stuff for you as well do you know what I mean but it's not like oh like Sam is like that's why people even like chilling with me. It's not like oh he's yeah. long to chill with. Like one time I was in Birmingham with John Passmore and we we're going to a club. So the club didn't have like a lift. So John was like oh yeah let's just go back. I was like nice nah, cool because like my other friends like Harry and Finley were like 
somewhere else so i was just like i'll just go chill with those guys you stay some people however would be like oh yeah let's just go back home now because i like your friend might be nice enough to come back home with you but in another scenario he might be like oh it's a bit long inviting him and you if there's no lift working do you see what i mean yeah because i'm the kind of person like if i needed to i'll just chill outside for an hour and be like go go do your thing so in scenarios like remember i said i'm not relying on anyone like because i'm not relying on anyone no one can like they can function normally with you and you like me hanging out with you is probably longer for me than you because in some scenarios yes like I'm the one doing most of it. Like, remember I said, if someone complains about me pushing, yeah. them pushing me, I, even if they want to push me, I'll be like, nice, calm, don't push me ever again. Because yeah. it's like, yo, like, don't take the piss. So, because I'm like that, my friends are always like, oh, cool, invite Sam to everything. Yeah. But if you went like that, they might be like, oh, it's a bit long to chill with, do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because I do most, like, I do almost everything, everything myself. So. Like, you can't tell me I need you because... No, even my mom knows not to say that. Mate. I mean, exactly. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if, like, for instance, I was someone who was over reliant on my friends, relied on people, I probably wouldn't get the same reactions from people. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Because I'm basically doing stuff. You're doing stuff. I'm not reliant on you, so it's calm for me to always chill with you. You can't take yeah. the piss out of me, like saying something because I'm not yeah. over relying on you. I, the thing is, some people rely on people so much that they feel like oh he can't leave me but yeah i saw I, I can leave you at any time it doesn't matter yeah so you always always get that sense of respect that's yeah. why i say that it's important not to over rely on anyone because when you over rely on people that's when you get disrespected yeah because i don't rely on anyone no one really disrespects me really do you get what i mean mate you know what we'll probably wrap it up there because it has been fantastic i think you've got such a good outlook on independence firstly massively that that final bit there is it's all about being your own person and, yeah. and not not relying and not not owing people or doing anything so you're not affecting how you function day to day um and being your own person not caring what other people think that that's been what i've taken away from this today anyway um it's been incredible having oh, you on yeah. thank you for sharing your story with oh, that's us cool. it's good. um and guys whether you're enjoying your cup of tea your cup of coffee or your life um i'll speak to you all soon see you in a bit